Welcome to this episode of UMBC's Miked Up. My name is Denise Cardona from the Office of Professional Programs. We are joined by Mr. Quincy Wright, President of PMO Nerd LLC, a project management training, development, and coaching firm. Mr. Wright is a project manager professional and certified construction manager with 15 plus years of experience leading organizations and project teams in commercial and government sectors. Mr. Wright graduated from Texas A&M University Commerce with a Master of Business Administration. He also earned a Bachelor of Science in Construction Management and an Applied Science in Architectural Engineering Technology from the University of Cincinnati. We hope you enjoy this episode of UMBC's Miked Up. Welcome, Quincy. It's so great to have you here on UMBC's Miked Up podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So we are going to talk today about the project management courses that we have here at UMBC. So let's just dig right in. I think first it would be helpful if you could give listeners a little background on what your path looked like to teaching here at UMBC. Uh, that's a great question. So I didn't have that traditional path of teaching. Uh, so I started my career in project management, program management. I spent about 15 plus years of managing projects and programs. And from that, as I transitioned more from a project manager to a leadership role, I started noticing some gaps in learning, some gaps in knowledge. So one of the things I wanted to do is start creating uh, some training opportunity for my team. Uh, at different corporations I, I was working at. And one of the gaps I noticed was we really didn't have an inclusive team. Uh, so I wanted to develop what that looked like as far as uh, bias, unconscious bias, training, things of that nature. And that kind of led to me doing a lot of webinars, speaking engagements. And I had a couple of my peers at uh, UMBC attend those engagements and recommended that I bring that to us and really teach these courses around inclusive leadership and DNI mindset and leadership and project management. Such an important topic in the landscape today. It's, it's really important and it's a hot topic because it's important to corporations. It's really important that everybody understand the gravity and the importance of providing that type of an environment where everybody feels welcomed, everybody's equal, and it's an inclusive environment. What do you enjoy most about the project management aspect of what you do? Yeah, I love both aspects of the, what I call the, the science and art of project management, right? So the science of project management, that's pretty straightforward. That's learning the different principles, tools, and techniques in order to manage the project, in order to really deliver the requirements to the client. So in both of these courses, we really focus on those aspects. So you will gain that knowledge of how to become a better project leader, project manager. But one of the things I like to focus on and really kind of uh, over the last five years is putting that emphasis on that diversity, equity, and inclusion, and really understanding the soft skills and the growth mindset as a leader to really just make your team feel comfortable and being part of the team. Uh, when I started off in, in project management, construction management, um, in the early 2000s, the attitude was different, right? The environment was a little different. It was, hey, leave your personality at the door. Work is work, personal is personal, right? So when you fast forward, you know, 20 years later, you know, in 2022, um, people want to bring their holistic self to work. And it's different events that go on, just, you know, not just in the U.S., just globally, that you can't just turn off when you come to, to manage a project or lead teams. So one of the things I wanted to do is create a, 
a safe space where people feel comfortable bringing their holistic self. And that's what I really enjoy. I really enjoy the different personalities to help lead projects. And one of the things I, I figured out early in my career, which led to being successful is um, when you really have a diverse project team and diversity look different as far as not just gender and race, which is really one of the forefronts that we focused on, right? Uh, but also the socioeconomics, uh, class, uh, sexual orientation, different religions, everything, when you bring that to the table and kind of uh, create that melon pot, you get different points of views of how to solve those problems. And when you get those different points of views, what I notice is the team become more engaged, team become uh, uh, more efficient, productivity levels uh, increase, then that client-facing engagement is better, right? Because your clients typically going to be a variety of you know, different people, different organizations, different institutions. So by really creating an inclusive environment, what I notice is the outcomes are better as well. So not just focusing on that traditional, you know, scope management, uh, uh, budget management, schedule management, and stakeholder engagement, but also um, improving that growth mindset, the people skills, the soft skills in order to really lead your project team from point A to point B, right? No one want to be part of a project team where you was able to deliver the project Project where you're like, man, I hate being on that team. My morale is down. I want to look for a new job, right? You want to create that environment where people is like, man, I love being part of this team. I love this culture. I just feel comfortable here. I can't wait to to work the next project with you. Absolutely. You know, it's it's all about it's that quality of life, that work life balance, that ability to bring your personality into what you do. I've been very fortunate working at UMBC for 15 years now it's always been that kind of an environment and it keeps getting better and better and better. It's a, it's a rich environment where it's just a bunch of diverse ideas coming together to be able to create just a really great, rich environment. And I think that's so important when you think about, especially nowadays, the, the, the work environment being that it's hybrid a lot more that we have more of a, re a remote or hybrid type of work environment, being able to have that group cohesiveness, that finger on the pulse of that, that energy vibe that makes teams work. And I just, yeah, I, I think that's such an important thing. It, one thing that you mentioned that it made me think of group think, you know, that, that's such a problem when you're working with teams having the same mindset, everybody has the same mindset. It's just, it waters things down and dilutes possibilities and opportunities and creating that diversity, inclusive, that, that type of, of an environment where you have personalities from different lenses creates that opportunity for new things to emerge because it's, I think it's almost impossible to have group think when you have a diverse body of people working at the helm. So, yeah. yeah. I definitely agree with you. I think that's one of the key things of because a lot of times as leaders and we manage some projects, you know, we have a hard start, hard end date to get that project delivered to that client. And a lot of times as project managers and leaders, we so focus on those outcomes and we forget the people, people skill sets. Uh, of their internal team, right? So we might do a great job of that client-facing kind of engagement of being respectful and listening because, hey, we want that client to be a repeat client. But then we fail internally where our internal 
on a team as far as that people's uh, skill sets. And also that group thinking, I remember uh, when I was in corporate America and I was interviewing for this particular leadership role uh, in project management. It is a, a new startup that been around five years and they grew that startup to about $100 million. And I noticed uh, I was interviewing with the CEO, CFO, the COO. I was interviewing for a VP in project management. So I was interviewing that C, with that C-level. And I noticed uh, the full 50 people that was working at this organization was all from Harvard, MIT, and Stanford, right? So everybody had that background. So as I was interviewing uh, throughout the day with the five uh, different uh, C-level um, personnel, I received a similar question by each. What well, undergrad university I attended, right? So in my mind, at this point in my career, I'm 15 years of experience. I have an MBA. I have a second master's. I have the license and certifications. Even though my undergrad degree is in a technical field, I'm so past that. It's not as re relevant to what I'm currently doing now. How can I lead your organization and develop your PMO? And one of the things I noticed is when I answer that question throughout the day, hey, I went to University of Cincinnati, a public institution, right? Their body language changed. Their nonverbal cues kind of was like, oh, you didn't go to Stanford or MIT? So they had that group thinking, you was thinking about of what a leader looks like, right? They stereotype what a successful leader look like to manage a $100 million organization from a project management standpoint. So, you know, a lot of times we focus, which I think is extremely important to focus on that gender and the ethnicity and race, because that's things we can quickly see or try to self-identify others like, hey, you are a white woman even though I should ask you, how do you identify, right? And be respectful of that. But a lot of times if we be honest, we, we see people and we put them in these categories, right? And, and it's important to understand that from a race and gender. But when, once you get past those two foundational blocks, you have social economic class that play a significant role in project management, right? So for them, they stereotype that a leader had to have went undergrad-wise, to the MIT, that Harvard, to that Stanford. In reality, leaders look different and leadership look different for different people. So I really practice that empathy leadership, uh, the servant leadership, and the situational leadership, which I really uh, feel is needed, regardless of your leadership approach, to really connect with people. And that's why I really try to focus on both of these courses, uh, one being a uh, leadership and technical project management, and the other being a DNI mindset and technical project management to give you the tools and techniques to uh, take your leadership style and have that level of empathy leadership where you can connect with each person and go away from that group thinking of, hey, you know, every leader is a white male that went to Harvard. In reality, you can be a woman, you, you can be part of the LBGT community, uh, you can be part of a minority community. Leadership is going to look different and we have to get away from what the stereotype or what the norms to leadership typically was in the past. Wow, that's powerful. It, you know, it reminds me, I just took a course, a graduate course this past semester at UMBC, and it was project management based. It was for a learning and performance technology graduate program. And our instructor purposely put us in groups that where we had differing personalities, differing backgrounds. And they did, we did a personality test to be able to, he, he did that. He had us do a personality test to determine what our strengths were, what our weaknesses were, where, where our personalities were, what we considered, you know, just what, how we worked. And so he purposely put us in these groups where we were almost opposites. 
And at first it was the most challenging thing. It really was because we all operate within a certain sphere. You know, it's just how we operate. But most growth happens when you put yourself out of that comfort zone and you take on the views of other people. That's when the real growth happens. And that's when the real magic happens, because now you, you see possibilities and potentials that were not there before when you had your own blinders on. Now, I definitely agree with that, because when you start, when you have more diversity on a team and you have different personalities, you start seeing different viewpoints. So another example, I'm um, use social economics as an example, more people that come from a lower social economic um, status or, you know, space in life, they tend to have a more conservative risk-taking approach, right? Because they they know how it feels to not to have something, right? So they're going to look at it and look at it from a logical risk assessment. And that lens is needed versus someone who may came from a a non-poverty or a higher social economic standing, they may take risks and say, hey, you know, I'm from a background where, you know, I can take a lot of risks because I know I have the status or the support where I can overcome that. Or someone from my background, which I come from a, um, a, a, a two-family household. My, my dad was in the military. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, but we was in that working-class household. So I really come from it from a hey, a logical risk taker approach where I'm I'm very conservative with my risk taking, where some of the people I went to college with and some of my peers that come from a higher social economic status, or at least in the America culture of how we gauge that, right, is real, really from the lens of that. Um, they take risks every day and they have no fear of failing, where, you know, others, you know, is not put in an environment what failure look like, right? So a lot of times what I like to teach in the class is uh, you have to communicate those assumed norms and communicate what failing look like, what failing look like to be successful as well. Because a lot of times with um, just different lenses, we let others fail and others we hold accountable for those failures a little bit more. So it's really about creating that equal space and inclusive environment, the equity approach where uh, everyone feel that they have a, a pathway to uh, success and opportunities as well. Well, we've certainly established the importance of this being a center of focus for professionals out there dealing with project management and actually any aspect of a business world. So let's talk now about the upcoming courses that you'll be teaching at UMBC. I understand they are titled Inclusive Leadership in Project Management and Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Mindset in Project Management. Can you talk a little bit about each of those? Uh, yes. So the first course is uh, Inclusive Leadership in Project Management. That's really meant for working professionals at, uh, or in project manager roles or leadership roles. And they really looking to have a, a more in-depth way of uh, improving their leadership style, their leadership approach. Uh, you hit on it. We in a hybrid, uh, remote kind of environment, right? We are not all co-located. Uh, so that's a shift. Also, we're going through this uh, generational shift of baby boomers to my generation, to the next generation of where you have these leaders as very young, very used to technology, 
transition into more of these frontline mid-level leadership uh, positions where leadership looked different, right? So for me, I'm more of an inclusive leader, more of a, I love working remote. I love to say, hey, I want to support my, my personnel, support my team, but I don't want to micromanage. Where others may want to be co-located, may want to see people because they feel more comfortable that more you know productivity increase. So what this course really focuses on is really open up your growth mindset uh, or developing more of a growth mindset uh, and your soft people skills to connect with everyone, regardless who they are, uh, and really focus on those social identities. So inclusive leadership, uh, identifying that what separates everyone on your team is your social identities, the way you think, your values, and your feelings, right? And what I want to do is create uh, allyship and remove barriers, right? So identify any ways you think, your values, and are they creating barriers between you and your team? If so, what ways you can remove those as a leader? Because let's face it, when you're in a leadership position, you have an authority, you control a lot of things in that person's life as far as their career. So you don't want to create barriers or stereotypes of what success look like or the path for them to kind of grow as a person. So I want to, one, identify those biases, unconscious biases that separate us as people, right, and separate separate us as leaders or our project team, remove those barriers and create more of an allyship in order to grow your team and really create that inclusive environment. Mm -hmm. uh, so then that transition to on the DNI mindset, so diversity, equity, inclusion mindset and project management, which now I want to give you some tools and techniques to really uh, improve your project team, right? So first one, focus more on the leadership approach. The second one is throughout the project life cycle. So uh, initiating, planning, executing, uh, closing out the project, regardless if it's a traditional project or more of a waterfall or a hybrid project or a agile project, I want to give you some hardcore principle tools and techniques that you can incorporate right away on your project team to make it more of a diverse, inclusive team in order to increase and, and also develop a more organic way of everyone coming together to deliver that project on time and within but within the budget. Mm -hmm. All important factors for sure when it comes to managing projects. Why is diversity, equity, and inclusion important to the field of engineering? Uh, it's extremely important because um, for first time or you, you see that growth of more uh, women minorities entering into those STEM fields enter into engineering. You see a more of a growth of people from different social economic classes entering in, into that. So my theme today have been really focused on gender, race, and the social economic uh, classes was a lot more social identities that, um, that people bring to the table that's entering into those fields. So it's extremely important to, as a leader, to really have that lens of diversity, equity, inclusion, being at the forefront as you managing your teams, right? Uh, because let's face it, everyone is gonna bring different levels of knowledge, training, experiences to the table, but it's your job as a leader to identify each person's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats in order to help um, grow their career, right? So I really feel as a leader, you are there to support that person, identifying what barriers are in the way and removing those barriers, but more importantly, looking at it from the lens that barriers are going to be different for different people. Early in my career, it was one of those things where if someone wasn't good at something, 
they would not necessarily remove that barrier. They would be a stereotype where what person X, Y, and Z are good at that. Why are you not, right? In reality, maybe I didn't gain the experience needed to be that, to be good in that particular role. So I used uh, a budget, for example, as well. Um, are you, do you feel comfortable giving a woman or a minority or someone from the LBGT plus community a $100 million project? Are you traditionally going to give those to uh, white males, right? Uh, and this is not an attack on white males at all, but I'm using that as an example. But uh, are you comfortable with, of letting someone from a minority community manage a large, complex project, right? But in reality, most organizations and companies are not, right? And I like to do this exercise with people. Uh, research any company that you want. You and look at their C-level, their mid-level mid leadership, their senior leadership. In some cases, they may have their frontline leadership and look at and see who are part of that leadership team, right? And traditionally, you would not see a lot of minority or women uh, leaders, right? If you do see minority and women leaders, they are more of like a DNI VP or a human resources, you don't see those leaders in technical roles. So it's extremely important to have that lens, that DEI lens in engineering, because you should promote and really push and develop that path for minority and women leaders into those technical leadership roles and positions. You, you, you can do that in a number of different ways. One, you have to uh, allow them to gain that experience, right? Uh, so if you say, hey, that person don't have experience managing a $100 million project, what is their pathway to gain that experience? And what these courses do is really open your eyes and really give you some tools and techniques to remove those barriers and help you understand how to create pathways for people to, to gain that experience in those technical backgrounds and really look at it from a DNI lens and understanding where some of the stereotypes are assumed norms that we are pushing out there that limit that person's ability to gain that experience. Uh, so I give an example. The best thing that ever happened in my career was when I transitioned to renewable energy, um, my VP really empowered me and trust and put his trust in me, right? And up to that point as a project manager, I always had this glass ceiling of only managing projects $5 million or less. I really was banging my head against the wall, like, wait, I have an MBA, I have a master's, I have a PMP, I have all, I check all the boxes that you say I need to check, but I don't get those bigger, more complex projects. It took a leader taking uh, a chance and giving me opportunity where he hand, handed me the keys <laughs> to the to the building, right? I was able to really transform uh, his organization and bring a lot of skill sets that his his current team wasn't did not necessarily have or didn't have that lens. I was able to grow his organization. And I moved from managing $5 million type of projects to those 50, 70, $100 million projects and not just manage them well, but really increasing uh, revenue because that clients on that, um, wanted more diversity. Clients wanted someone who would think outside of bots and bring different ideas. And I was able to check those boxes. What would you say to a student who may be on the fence about taking these courses? What would you say to them? Why should they do it? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, 
I really think it comes back to two. One, uh, UMBC being a great institution, great college to attend, and two, the personnel, right? So you, uh, as an instructor leading this course, you're receiving someone who has 15 years of experience who can talk you through those great areas of leading projects, right? So I look at it from the, the science and art of project management. Science being those core tools that you need to lead a project on time within budget, and you know, according to the scope of work, but then also those soft skills needed. I have a ton of experience. I think um, by attending this course, you get best of both worlds. You get someone who can articulate um, different situations and give you strategies to overcome uh, different barriers you are facing, but also give you those core values needed to be successful as a project manager. I'm able to uh, communicate and talk with everyone who wants to attend this course, regardless on uh, the background and understanding how to remove those glass ceilings, how to really man uh, maneuver throughout your career to be successful. And we have, for example, uh, one of, the, of a student who was in the spring course and that I did a one hour webinar for, I recently received her PMP certification. And one of the things she was uh, really focusing on is how can I grow my career? And we really work through that path of what that success looked like. So you're not just gonna get that academic approach to it, but you're gonna give that real life approach of how to be successful in your career, what uh, licensing certifications, how you can leverage this class and this knowledge in order to become a better project manager and a better leader. Mm. What will student engagement look like in these courses? Uh, what I like to focus on is an open format of engagement, right? So we will have that traditional discussion questions and things of that nature. But I really wanted to bring real life examples to the table and walk through those examples and just ask students, how would they, uh, as a leader, uh, how would they handle that particular situation, right? Uh, I would like to bring in real life, real world examples and really paint the picture of what leadership could look like and really focus on identifying your leadership approach and giving you tools and, and techniques and improve that and, and be better leaders. So it's gonna be open forum, open communication, a lot of engagement. Uh, it's easy to focus on the, you know, the test taking, hey, tell me what you know, initiating stage look like, but I don't wanna focus on that. I wanna focus on the soft skills, the people skills, and really do something similar to what you went through where you're able to connect with different different students, different instructors, and really gain more holistic um, view of things from a DEI lens. Mm -hmm. And my last question is, how can a student get the most out of these courses? Like, what would the ideal student come in and do, like, to, to really get the most out of it? Uh, my recommendation is to be uh, engaging, right? Uh, if you're looking for a course you, that, you know, you just want to take a test and walk away, this probably won't fit that. If you really want to get the most out of it, because we work on the soft skills, is engaging those group discussions, engaging in those breakout groups, and really getting outside of your comfort zone. This course is really going, uh, really going to focus on you getting comfortable, being comfortable with understanding who you are and how to improve who you are in order to create that inclusive environment. We're going to talk about a lot of tough topics around project management and around leadership and your approach to improve those scenarios and situations. So um, to get the most out of it, just engage, 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 be open and willing to bring examples, be open and willing to respond to questions I pose and really having that comfortability of learning from your peers and learning from your 
excuse me, instructors as well. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that I haven't asked you that I think that you think would lend value to this conversation that you think people should know about project management and diversity, equity, and inclusion or the courses that you're going to be teaching? Now, that's a great question. I think the, the, the last thing I want to leave everyone with is um, project management is an art and science, right? You have to be able to balance the the core project management principles and the soft skills needed to be successful. And if you are looking for a way, looking for knowledge or tools and techniques to grow your career or grow as a leader, both of these courses will be perfect because we will definitely lay out a path to understand and develop the growth mindset to be successful within that project management lens, right? So we're going to take those high-level diversity, equity, inclusion that your company organizations or institutions have and look at it from a project manager viewpoint and really focus on how can I be successful leading projects in a way that the team feel comfortable and the team morale is still high at the end of the project? Because let's face it, projects are complicated, uh, stressful, uh, you work a lot of hours sometimes. I'm really going to give you the tools and techniques of really creating a sustainable, repeatable process that's very lean, is very stress-free. Uh, when you walk away from this course, I really want you to walk away with those tools and techniques that you can apply on any type of projects, regardless if it's a technical project, healthcare, construction, IT, that you really feel comfortable leading teams and really feel comfortable leading diverse teams in a way to really deliver deliver the results to the clients. And I think by taking these courses, you will gain that knowledge, you will gain those experience and the benefit of working in a, a mixed course, like with working professionals and traditional students, that now you will have that minimum pot of experiences that you can gain right away through that five week or 15 week course that you decide to sign up for. Ah. Thank you so much for sharing your insights today with us. It's It's been a really engaging conversation. And I love talking about project management ever since I took that course now. It's, it's a new mindset for me. And it's so important to be able to come to the table with an open mind, with a willingness to get out of the comfort zone so that you can learn and grow and share value across the teams and throughout the organizations that you are involved in. So thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of UMBC's Mic'd Up. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to learn more about some of the courses that we discussed in today's podcast, please visit the link that's in the show notes.